Welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with you today and uh, the rest of this weekend for Shaganam of the Chorus Radio Network. Uh, certainly, there's been a lot of conversation as of late around vaccines. Remember the conversation earlier this year was, how does Canada get more vaccines? Once we got enough vaccines, it was a question of, well, OK, how do we ensure that there's uptake? And then what do we do once we've got significant numbers of Canadians who are vaccinated? Alberta, like other provinces, have uh, linked the easing of restrictions to vaccination rates. Alberta hit that threshold way back on July 1st, feels like a million years ago now, uh, where we ended all restrictions. And certainly, as the premier has emphasized, we're able to do so because of the protective power of these vaccines. And certainly, I think it's important to stress that while also not overselling it. Uh, these vaccines that we have now are, are not going to give us sterilized immunity. We're, we're probably not, at least in the short term, going to be able to reach any kind of herd immunity. What we know for sure is that these vaccines work. These vaccines do offer protection. You are a lot less likely uh, to get COVID-19 if you're vaccinated. You're certainly a lot less likely to have a severe outcome. The vast majority... Uh, of hospitalizations and deaths in Canada have been among the unvaccinated. And yeah, we're probably in a situation where you're going to end up with some immunity one way or another, either through vaccination or through infection. So there's certainly safety when it comes to vaccination. And the higher we can get those vaccination numbers, I think the better off we're going to be moving forward. Now, there's been a lot of conversation recently, given that uh, maybe vaccine le levels have kind of stalled a bit, uh, about some kind of vaccine mandate or requirement uh, or so-called vaccine passports. Now, the federal election campaign, we're seeing some conversation around that. The liberals have proposed making it mandatory for federal workers to be vaccinated or making it mandatory for even those traveling within Canada via airplane or bus or train to be vaccinated. We've seen some provinces uh, implement proof of vaccination requirements for certain kinds of events or businesses. Uh, here in Alberta, the uh, Edmonton Chamber of Commerce, the Calgary Chamber of Commerce have both now come out in favor of vaccine passports. We even heard the news the other day that the Edmonton Oilers are considering something like that for fans attending games this year. Other NHL teams uh, in Canada have already made that announcement. So it's a conversation that's happening. Is it a conversation that needs to happen? Is, is this the approach we need to take, at least in the short term, uh, when it comes to protecting uh, the gains we've made in, in the fight against COVID-19? Well, joining us for some thoughts on all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program here this morning, uh, Dr. Horacio Bach is an adjunct professor of the Division of uh, Infectious Diseases at UBC. Dr. Bach, thanks so much for joining us here this morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Thanks for having me. What's your sense? As you look across the country and, and we're seeing some provinces uh, adopt some of these measures, others maybe at this point reluctant to, but are, are things trending in, in the right direction? What's your sense? Yeah, I think it's the right direction to enforce um, a passport. Um, I know that it's not easy because there are legal uh, problems behind that. Suppose if you have if you have a, a in your person you have a person that doesn't want to vaccinate is working for 20 years so what you are going to do you are going to fire out this person and say you cannot work here and as long the government is not giving the um, approve okay so now is the mandate 
you know, employees, the employees, they cannot do anything. And that is a legal problem, of course. I'm not a lawyer and I cannot uh, mention that, but it's very important that the, uh, uh, in other countries, for example, the what they do, okay, you don't want to be vaccinated, but in your work, every three days, you have to go and test the PCR. And if it's negative, you continue. If not, you stay home. I don't know. It's, 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 it's very complicated. The passport is very important because we reduce the transmissibility. We need to understand that this Delta variant is more transmissible than the original um, strain that we got from uh, Wuhan. And if in the Wuhan, you know, someone was sick with the, with the virus, could transmit to one to three people. This one now can transmit to from nine to ten people. And that's, me, that's the meaning that the vaccine is not stopping the transmissibility. It's stopping at a certain extent your, your the, the symptoms that is not going to be severe, but still you can get sick even if you get the uh, double vaccination. And another point I want to raise here is related to kids, because kids below 12 years old, they are not vaccinated and they are in very vulnerable. So there is something that we need to do to protect this population, because um, we don't see in Canada yet a huge um, um, a number of kids in ICU, but U.S., you can check, it's just terrible what's going on there. Well, it is. I mean, what's your sense of how far away we are on some kind of a decision about, uh, you know, approving vaccines for those under 12? Well, you know, the point is that uh, some studies that were done by the big uh, pharma companies that they are providing the vaccines. But, you know, the number of kids are talking about 2,000, 5,000. It's very hard that you are a parent who will you know, provide your, your, your kids for like this trial. It's not easy. It's a kid. And that's the reason I think that we don't get more and more, but definitely at some point we'll need to make some decisions because this virus is uh, uh, catching up everywhere in the world. Even here in Canada, we see here in Vancouver, it's, it's increasing very fast now. It is. So So back to the message around vaccination, because as you say, I mean, you know, the, these vaccines aren't perfect, but uh, they're certainly very good at preventing severe outcomes and, and do reduce the likelihood of, of getting sick. So how do we emphasize the benefits of vaccination while also recognizing and acknowledging the limitations? Yeah, exactly. So um, with, the problem is with these vaccines, they were approved under the Emergency Act, you know, because it, it, it was like a global emergency. Um, and that's the reason when you put a product from any medical product in the, in the market, it takes between five to 10 years. And all this question we have now will be resolved if we, if you wait five to 10 years that we can't. So that's the reason we are learning new uh, symptoms or new uh, behavior of the virus, and then we need to change everything. Now, that's, as you mentioned um, earlier, that you have the two uh, vaccine doesn't mean you are sterile against the disease. We know that for new st- uh, new countries now, including uh, FDA approved recently the third dose, they started to give the third dose in Germany, in Israel, and other countries. So it's something that we need to monitor as well because um, the the problem is after six months, new reports are showing that people that they were double vaccinated after six months they get the, the disease i mean the, the delta variant but not as um a severe as you mentioned as well 
But still there are people that are staying at, at home, they may lose the sense of uh, taste or or smell, and we don't know what will be on the long term. You know, in the, in the long term, you can have a, some uh, 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 disabilities, as we see in people with COVID-19, after, you know, they, they stay for six months or one year under, uh, you know, in the hospital or under specific treatment. So that is a lot of questions that we don't know, and nobody can, you know, <laughs> guess what will happen. But uh, definitely, I think the passport is some is a measurement to reduce the transmissibility and again protect also the kids some important points we'll leave it there dr bach appreciate your insight on all of this thanks so much for making some time for us here this morning thank you so much for the invitation have a great day you as well. Dr. Horatio Bach at uh, UBC Infectious Disease Specialist. So his thoughts on, you know, the benefits at this point now of, of taking that approach with regard to, to requiring vaccination for certain kinds uh, of events or businesses or occupations. You know, it's, it's a controversial issue, but I think going forward, a lot of this is, is you know, I, I think it's, it's happening. You know, whether the, the government in Alberta is prepared to embrace it or not, I, I think circumstances are going to dictate where this issue goes from here. You know, you look at the big professional sports teams like the NHL teams. There's no way they're going to go into a, another season without fans in the stands. So there's no way that, um, you know, the, the live music industry uh, can sustain for the shutdown. There's no way that uh, nightclubs and bars can shut down again or even indoor dining or, or gyms, right? We got to avoid that. I, I think ultimately we're going to get to a point where, you know, the, the proof of vaccination requirement might be the only way to avoid that. So whether the government decides we're going to go down this path or whether businesses feel that they're the ones that have to do it themselves, I, I don't know. It kind of feels like things are going in that direction.